is the Rolling Alpha podcast for the 13th of April 2016, a podcast about Apache Hadoop and the surrounding ecosystem for anyone working with or investigating big data. My name is Jon, and here's my co-host Dave. Hello Jon. Hi Dave, welcome in my hotel room. Indeed, and in fact, welcome to Dublin. Yes, sunny, sunny Dublin with a lot of rain and overcast showers though. Sunny today? Yeah, today was a lot better, I can agree. <laughs> so yes... Welcome to uh, our coverage of day one of the Hadoop Summit 2016, held in wonderful, wonderful Dublin. Um, We're going to cover a couple of things during this show. We're going to cover our experiences during the event generally. We're also going to cover the the keynotes and our experiences there, but more importantly, our experiences and the highlights of some of the sessions that we really enjoyed, and uh, we hope uh, you did too, if you were here. And if not, maybe this will give you an insight into the event, and maybe you'll want to come along next year, or maybe attend another of the Hadoop Summits as they are running around the world. Um, with that, that's about all I've got for the intro, so let's uh, head into the main show. There's a lot of business sessions this year, so uh, which is a good thing. Um, pure tech, actually, yes. Also, oh, okay. with um, how to get Hadoop flying in, in the cloud, yeah. uh, in private clouds. Well, probably mostly networking. Well, I'll look at the architectural ones and and see what I can pick up and, and how they will fit in out. It's just uh, seeing what's uh, the most recent. Um, um, features of, of Hadoop or yeah. yeah it's just getting into touch with others but on a business level I hope to be back here with some customers next year excellent Absolutely. okay so welcome back to our coverage of day one of the Hadoop Summit 2016 in Dublin um, so first of all the the event started as all of these kind of events do with a spectacular uh, extravaganza uh, in this particular case of Irish dancing and uh, kind of contemporary music, mixing it up. Um, Really good. Really enjoyed it. Really energizing start to the day. Did start about 20 minutes late, which, you know, wasn't ideal for some of the keynote speakers a little bit later. But, you know, a really great kind of kickoff to the event. Yeah, they definitely woke us up. It's always hard to wake up in an hour time difference for me. But uh, that really worked. And I do want to mention the nice light show they had with the analog digital yes. multicolored light globes which were moving in the air. That was a very nice touch. It was very, very good. This kind of, as you say, this mix of the analog and the digital, these kind of globes going up and down on uh, in like a 3D field yeah. almost. And, you know, That's very nice. Illuminated. Very cool. Although there were two stuck pixels. So... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, really nice and really great kind of soothing way to uh, to ease it in. The other thing I would mention is the the soundtrack, the final <laughs> song that played before things all got kicked off was yep. Thriller, which of course ends in an evil cackling laugh uh, just before Rob Bearden stepped out on the stage. So I'm, I'm, do you I'm, think Rob Bearden was playbacking that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should ask him tomorrow. But yeah, really great kickoff. Yeah, and nice. uh, obviously that uh, led into the keynotes. Yeah, keynotes doing what they usually do. Uh, the Hortonworks guys kind of introduced everybody to the whole concept. They had the show of hands going on about who was doing Hadoop, starting Hadoop, and knee-deep into Hadoop. 
and as I think was Herb did that, they didn't add up to 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's big data, there, we can't count. Yeah, well, uh, people didn't vote. And in fact, uh, there was a session I attended afterwards, and, and he kind of pointed out, I think, which was a, a valid uh, valid point, is that a lot of people are... So the, the three phases, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the three phases that Herb kind of talked about were basically, are you just starting in big data? Are you investigating? Are you looking at it? Um, the next phase was, um, do you, you maybe... Uh, do you have a couple of things running? Uh, and the third phase was kind of, does your business entirely kind of rely on it? Is is Hadoop all there is? Mm-hmm. And I think the the session that I attended, one of the guys who was speaking actually said, you know, we didn't put our hand up for any of those because actually we're kind of somewhere in between stage two and three. You know, we've still got other operational systems that we really do fundamentally rely on. Yeah, Hadoop is a big part of our ecosystem. Yes, we're running it in production. Yes, we've got numerous use cases, but it's not everything. And that's a fair point. And I think maybe that's the reason why we didn't add up to 100%. But you know what these these polls are like. Always, There's always a lot of people that don't vote. All the vendors, for example. Exactly. I was just going to say, we didn't vote either because I don't have a Hadoop cluster in production. <laughs> Although your mini cluster, maybe? Uh, it's not really production. Oh, okay. Is it, is it kind of dev and test? It's dev and break and fix. <laughs> <laughs> All the best Hadoop clusters are. Built to break. No, that was good. Uh, they gave us some statistics as well. We had 1,400 visitors, I've got on my notes, which I'm reading from now, Yep. which apparently is a 25% increase from last year. Yeah, yeah. It kind of surprised good. me. I thought last year also had about 1,000, but, uh, well, maybe that kind of fits. And oh, it was a nice touch when uh, they singled out the one person who traveled the furthest, the guy from Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That, <laughs> that was, was cool. cool. That was good. Anyway, what else did I talk about? Just going through my... Um, Basically, the, the keynotes didn't really announce a lot of new things. There were some news releases this morning about uh, Pivotal and Hortonworks doing things together and stuff that was mentioned. Yeah. But apart from that, the, the, the keynotes that was done by Hortonworks and I think AEMC was the next one. Yeah. That basically just went over the traditional Hadoop good and bad things, or good things for Modly, of course. Yeah, I didn't really notice anything new in there. There was, there was. I think there was just a continued focus on the journey. Uh, yeah, the, like that. That seemed to be the common theme, at least to me. Was you know this 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 Hadoop, this big data thing is a journey. You know, and everybody was talking about their ability to be your partner, be your uh, your Sherpa, your guide uh, through the big data journey. And you know that's that's all fine. But yeah, the, I wouldn't say there was anything new or revolutionary although I, I also wonder if that's because uh, we're so close to a lot of what's happening that maybe some of that was new and revolutionary to some people yeah but i think i think it's more the thing you mentioned about the journey if it's a journey a long journey you can't expect everything to change every year true <laughs> true so from that point of view you're actually right it's normal yeah. uh, what else we had in keynote you got anything on your papers? Yeah, I mean, for me, that the keynote that I really enjoyed and that really stood out in in lots of ways was the the final keynote on uh, technoethics. First of all, great great presenter, um, despite the fact needed a, a glass of water, which I, I've been in that position as well. And it's just get a dry throat, and you know nothing else will shift it. Um, but they were really, you know, trying to get the audience to think about the impacts of what they're doing. You know, just because something is is legal 
is it right that you should be doing it? You know, a lot of people are talking about using big data for information tracking and for the tracking of people and the monetization of data. And uh, she brought up a, a particular slide that had, you know, if you are a, a Google and a, a Gmail user specifically, then these are all the things that Google knows about you. And good God, that was a scary list of stuff. I mean, that was a... I know sort of in the back of my mind, I know that all of those things are the kinds of things that Google has. But, um, you know, when you see it listed in black and white and your mind automatically goes to, well, if they know all that, then what could they, you know, what could they infer about me? What could they do for my, um, you know, how could they potentially steer me in one direction or another? Uh, And it, you know, it was, for me, that was a really, really interesting session. Brought up some really interesting ethical issues that I think, organizations have had um you know ethical responsibility is not a new thing but it's it's something that people don't often consider in a big data world to the level that i think she was suggesting so i personally i thought that that was the winning keynote for me i think that was a great keynote really enjoyed it and uh, i would definitely like to um see if we can get back in touch with her and uh, see if we can get her on on the show uh, though she might be expensive because she does this for a living, I think. This <laughs> is true. Good. This is true. But she works for uh, a partner of Hortonworks, so maybe I could leverage Ooh. some of our <laughs> some of our partner connections uh, for that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But that part was actually called uh, techno ethics. Yep. And uh, from my point, I, I really enjoyed it too. I, I always enjoyed that. Though those parts of the keynotes the most because most of the tech stuff you already know, and this is the getting more insight in the whole world around it. Uh, she did, however, use a lot of scare tactics, tactics, in my opinion. She really tried to point, drive a point home by maybe not exaggerating it, but really bringing out the worst of it. Yeah, and I think, I think by and large, I think that's that is her role. I think it's yeah. to to the she referred to some um, material at the end, so a couple of books mm-hmm. that I I'm definitely going to go and dig out and and, and read. And I think you know they, those are all very kind of extreme views of what could happen, but extreme things have happened in history yeah. before. Extreme and things will go. happen again, and those that, that don't learn from the mistakes are doomed to repeat them, as the old saying yeah. goes. So, I, you're right. You're right. There was there was a bit of scaremongering and and, and not necessarily fud, but definitely scaremongering mm. going on. But, but do you really agree that the engineers, the programmers, the developers are the ones that have to? Uh, be the, the 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 guardians of the ethics and the technology world because we might think we're having all powerful powers, but we really don't. Well, exactly. <laughs> in fact, as she said, although she didn't want to give any developers any more of a god, god complex than they already had, <laughs> Too which, late. I thought, which I thought was great. Um, so yeah, I I don't disagree, but you've got to remember that, uh, and this was one of the things that was mentioned in one of the previous keynotes. They've actually added uh, a business track. Uh, this year for the first time and so I think and I'd noticed this last year um, you know an increasing number of people that aren't just purely techies and I think it's definitely increased this year mm-hmm. I look around I yeah. see a lot uh, more suits there's a lot of suits there's a there's some of the the business tracks some of those sessions are are very very full with um, with people that are clearly not necessarily developers mm-hmm. and that's uh so I think she's also speaking to, to them, yeah. speaking to that audience as well, as well, which is you know new. Yeah, 
The one thing I did find strange is that she ended with the whole thing about robots taking over not only the crap jobs but all the jobs, which I can agree with. But I don't see the link with the the ethics story there. Or is it just the ethics about getting all the jobs away from the normal people? Yeah, I think should yeah. we do that? Because obviously said right, not it's not because you can you should. Yeah, exactly. No, okay, fair enough. Yeah, again, but you're totally right. A uh, great session that one. Actually, I wrote down her name, but I'm not sure I wrote it correctly. It's her last name was Colvin, and that's the first time we got Emer or E M E R. But it'll be visible on the Hadoop. Uh, yeah, you're right, Emer Emer Colman. Emer Colman. See? Yeah. I know I can write, just can't read it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem with taking notes. Uh, it's uh, it's great re- writing them down. If if you can read them back, that's the challenge. But anyway, yeah. It's like the backup and restore thing, right? Backup always tested, but restore is never tested. Yeah, Same thing yeah. Here. Same, same thing with handwriting, at least so mine anyway. So are you going to change the way you do your job then? Now that you know all I'm, this? I'm definitely, I think from our perspective and what we do with customers. Um, you make it sound very, very tricky there. <laughs> it, it is very tricky, but I think it, it is also, I think we are part of that conversation and we should mm-hmm. be part of that conversation. So I think... Uh, Customers will do whatever customers decide to do. You know, we are both at the moment. We are both on the vendor side, so we're here for um, for advice, for guidance. Um, I don't know that we're actually in a position to uh, affect directly what customers do in that sort of realm. I think I'm maybe I'm fairly lucky. A lot of the customers that I work with are actually fairly. Um, Fairly ethical, I think, mm-hmm. on the way that they're approaching big data, at least for now. Well, a lot of companies have to, right? I know that things like banks and financial institutions, uh, pension funds, they have, they have ethical legislation in, in yeah. involved, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that a lot of gun manufacturers are always also using big data. Very true. But should very we true. then say we don't help those customers? That's a very tricky one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, think, I think this is just another... It's another aspect of, of the role. It's another aspect mm-hmm. of something that, you know, we need to just be mindful of. Yeah. And I know that a lot of our customers look for us to for guidance on how they implement all this. Yeah. Do you think they would look for and accept guidance on the ethical? Well, I think so, because, I mean, that was this lady's role. She, yeah, I mean, exactly. she works for Ernst & Young, and, you know, her. she is uh, one of the things she's doing is, is working... Uh, you know, with organisations, with, with financial services primarily, but also with with government to kind of you know yep. understand this more. So I think yeah, whether whether it's you and I directly, probably not. But I think <laughs> the, the the overall um, community generally, yes, I think so. I think I think customers will be looking for that level of guidance as mm-hmm. as as the big data revolution kind of evolves further as more and more organizations get embedded and engage with it. Yeah, I think so. And would you also agree that we're on the right track, considering that lots of big data stuff is being done on open source? And open source, you might say, is more ethical because it's more of a, not a democracy perhaps, or a meritocracy, but it's in the open, so it's harder to conceal things, so it's a step in the right direction already? Or is that too far for you? Uh, I think, I think, I mean, all of those things are good, right? I mean, open source is good. It's always good. Everybody should use open source. Here ends here ends the, the proclamation of Dave. Um, no, but you're, you're certainly not wrong, but I don't know whether that 
really protects anything or mm. is a guarantee or anything like that. It's definitely a step in the right direction, and I think that it should protect people against some of the clear and obvious, um, you know, proprietary systems that could be bleeding, sharing data, you know, without people knowing. The, the beauty of open source is that many lines, many um, many eyes on the code mm. should kind of detect a lot of those things before they even you know get committed or anything like that. Yeah, but it's also the disadvantage for the open source that everybody can use them, including the people who might not have the good uh, intentions. Yeah, and that's that's you that's can't stop true. them, right? Yeah, if but commercial, you, you could say I don't sell you a license because I'm ethically banks can do that, for example, not invest in certain. Uh, gun manufacturing commodity stuff have a green savings account something like that yeah ethical one if it's open source there's nobody can put the brakes on that no that's true but then there's always ra- ways to get around that with proprietary software as well you know <laughs> it depends depends if you want a support <laughs> agreement for it anyway that's uh, let's move out of the software piracy world and <laughs> into um, some of the sessions so uh, you know maybe yeah. maybe kind of picking uh, maybe the top uh, top two or three sessions. What uh, what did you enjoy today? Oh God, you're making me choose now. I was going to go chronologically through them. Uh, let me see which one did I? It's been, it's been such a long day. I forgot half. It has been it has <laughs> been a long day. It has been a long day. I can go first if you like. Uh, yeah, no. I think the first one we did we did together actually a, a presentation by the Big Fish Games guys mm-hmm. who were just uh, talking about what they were doing with their cluster. They have a very nice title. It's not the size that matters, but what you do with it, something like that. Indeed, that a, a, indeed. And actually, were good guys, had a good talk, and it was interesting just to see. Uh, they didn't go into too much detail, but it did show people how you can use this stuff, why it was important to them, why it didn't work, what they had intended to do. It wasn't exactly what turned out to be what worked. Yeah. And that was a good session. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I think that the, the two things that really struck me with that is, uh, which, was, which I find quite amusing, was one... Um, you know, they were expecting to get a lot of uh, a lot more um, end user sort of prediction information out of it. You know, that was one of the things that they said yep. failed. You know, with all the information, all the data they had, actually, it turns out users didn't end up doing the things that they thought. They, they predicted they were going to do. now. So maybe the whole ethical question is not a question because we're so unpredictable anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe they were asking the wrong questions. Maybe it was the yeah. wrong tech they were using. Who knows? But and They also said we're iterating and getting better all the time. So yeah. give them another couple of years. It's a learning. It's a journey. There we it go is. Again. It is. Um, but they had, they had a lot of interesting successes. But the second thing that I thought was interesting with, with, uh, with those guys is that they, uh, and they repeated it you know, multiple times throughout the session, is you know, rely on your, lean on your partner. Don't try and do yep. this stuff all yourself. Now, they made uh, very heavy use of IBM and mm-hmm. Big Insights. Big Insights. And, uh, and you know, they, had a, they had, or they have, I should say, uh, and a teaser EDW as well uh, supporting that. Um, and you know they were they were very very pro the fact that they didn't really go into this um, understanding a massive amount about mm. Hadoop necessarily. You know they'd done their due diligence, they'd done some basic research and that sort of thing, mm. but they very much uh, you know worked with IBM over. I think they mentioned like a twelve week project week, yeah. was their first kind of major pilot, major set of use yep. cases being implemented, um, and they worked with that. To that partner throughout that process and they use that as the learning experience mm-hmm. and I 
I, I cannot emphasize enough how important yeah. I think that is. You know, choose a partner that matches with what you're looking to do. Yeah. You know, for them, you know, I, I'm guessing they probably went out to an RFP or they probably did a, some sort of selection process. And for them, you know, they already had in a teaser. Yeah, IBM exactly. was they probably need, a natural If they already fit. know IBM and you have a good uh, relationship with them, yeah. you trust those people, then that's a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. Although he, they, he did mention an interesting story about they, they, they'd heard that there was, there was this mythical unicorn of a, an IBM team that they wanted, <laughs> they wanted to, to get hold of that did this kind of thing, and nobody ever seemed to know how to catch hold of them or, or get in touch with them. And eventually, one of the, the team members that was yeah. presenting actually bumped into them in a conference and, and you know, grabbed them, role, never yeah. let them go, <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, but yeah, I, you know. I couldn't. I can't stress important the importance of um, you know find a find a good partner mm-hmm. that uh, you trust and you want to work with and wants to work with you and you know really lean on them because yep. this it is a journey and actually quoting EMC now the EMC guy at the start said it, it needn't be a lonely journey mm-hmm. it needn't be uh, something you have to do on your own it needn't be something that's all that hard necessarily I mean. It's, just because you've got a good partner doesn't necessarily mean this is going to be easy. Yeah, because yeah, the partner is going to do everything for you either because the guy also talked about the fact that they needed other open source components in their whole production flow to do the prediction, the, the, the getting of the data out of the uh, the games they were making. Yeah. And he talked about the fact that uh, compiling all these things, that's easy, right? That works first time. He asked yeah. in the audience how many people <laughs> compiled something working first time. I guess one guy put up his finger just for fun. So even with the good with good guidance, they still had enough of the troubles to to, co- to overcome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think they had you know challenges with upgrades as well, which is yeah, you know, th- there's always you know the, there is always something a little snag here or there, yeah. and it may be only minor, but yeah, well, minor can have big res- uh, big results. Yeah, and it's getting better, but it's going to take a long time before it gets flawless because I've never seen a flawless computer. No, today. indeed, and I, we probably never will. We can hope that way. That's another ethical thing out of the way. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So the first session that I was going to mention was the Semantic session. Um, so some of you may know Semantic as uh, being an antivirus vendor, uh, but they're actually much more than that. So they think they mentioned that they're the uh, world's largest software security company um, in existence today, and they. Yes, they do provide antivirus software, but they also provide uh, managed uh, enterprise managed services around security as well, and that's uh, I think that's probably the the core of their business. So they have something like uh, 100 million users and 100 billion uh, events per day streaming in. Their current Hadoop cluster is around about 500 nodes and 12 petabytes um, at the moment, and growing fairly rapidly from everything they were saying, but. Uh, the, the focus of their session wasn't really on their their main core Hadoop cluster. It was actually around how they service uh, developer needs and requirements instead. So if you have a large production cluster, it's very difficult to uh, understand how you can get the latest and greatest tech easily upgraded onto it. And they came up with this idea of actually creating small virtualized clusters instead and firing subsets of data across so um, developers, data scientists could play in those sandboxes, understand what works, what doesn't work, and uh, and then you know roll those versions into the major cluster at a later date. Really interesting. They kind of did some uh, some handcrafted stuff first. 
They moved on to uh, Cloudbreak later on, and uh, they're moving from you know doing things locally on premise in an OpenStack environment out to, to doing things in the public cloud with AWS. So really cool session. Really enjoyed it. For me, I had two sessions I wanted to mention. One on the Flink, or the committers of Flink. Uh, they gave a deep session on that. That was very interesting. And I do hope we can get them on the podcast to talk about it in more depth because I don't know a lot about Flink and I, what I've heard about today. It's really something I need to look at. And the other one I went to was a presentation by... It was by the, uh, a Redpoint company, but I didn't get the name of the guy doing a brilliant job of explaining all kinds of machine learning not just the algorithms, but approaches on how to select a good algorithm. He had some very good insights there, and he also had a book about it. He's going to look at it tomorrow, but that was a very good one too. So really, shout out to that guy. He was a very nice guy, really explaining it very clearly. It's a very nice session. Nice, nice. All right, so the the next session that uh, I was going to mention is a session by uh, LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn sessions for Anyone who hasn't attended uh, Hadoop Summit or seen them present before are always really, really good. And it, it started off, it was basically Hadoop past, present and future at LinkedIn. They went into, you know, where they'd been, what they'd been doing, how it got started, you know, going from a, uh, an, an Oracle system uh, back in 2006 to their first kind of 20-node uh, Hadoop cluster and then on through to where they are now, which is 10,000 nodes. Anyway, they were talking about um, some of the performance issues that they found as they grew to this kind of scale, some of the things they used to mitigate that. And uh, they also talked about a couple of projects that they've released. So one is Dr. Elephant, uh, which I will certainly be taking a look into. And that's all about um, analyzing jobs and working out you know, where they can be tuned and optimized. And another one was uh, something called Soak Cycle which was um, kind of for, for testing uh, new releases of Hadoop and uh, you know, basically running a smaller portion of hardware to simulate you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of data nodes against uh, you know, an ordinary pair of name nodes. So really, really cool. They had uh, lots of other things that we're talking about, but that was the highlights for, for that session for me. Um, and again, I think uh, we'll definitely try and uh, get hold of them for uh, an interview as well. Um, final session that I want to mention here and now is Spotify. Again, similar to LinkedIn. If you've not seen one of their sessions before, you definitely owe yourself to kind of look them up on YouTube and uh, watch a couple of them. Really good. They again, it was a bit of a uh, bit of a history lesson as to how they started using it, where they got into it. But uh, it was then on uh, how they handle data pipelines and how they used to handle it and how they're looking to handle it in the future or now and in the future uh, by, uh, by dealing with it all in Docker containers and how to, how to handle that, some, some recommendations. Um, good session. The real kind of uh, takeaway for me, though, was they're moving from their um, you know, 100 petabyte 2000 node cluster um, on-premise to a complete Google Cloud environment. That hardware is not going to go away anytime soon. It'll still be hanging around for a while, but their their kind of their goal seems to be move that all into into Google Compute. So, interesting times. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that migration goes for them. Yeah, definitely. Might get them on the podcast as well. I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, I had a lot of fun today. It's a very very tiring day. My feet are killing me. And I haven't eaten yet. 
Yeah, long day. <laughs> long day, but good day. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Same it always is. Yeah. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, one more day. So that's about all the time we have for today. I hope you enjoyed this serving, this Hadoop Summit serving of uh, bite-sized big data. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode where we'll be giving you a review of our experiences of day two of Hadoop Summit. Yeah, I do want to thank all the people that uh, approached us today. It was a lot of fun to meet uh, our fans. Apparently, we're doing something right. So, uh, thank you. Indeed. And uh, if you're listening to this, and uh, and it is still day two of the Hadoop Summit, look for two very strange-looking folks in bright yellow um, uh, fleeces that have the uh, Roaring Elephant logo on the uh, front breast pocket and a large Roaring Elephant logo on the back. Uh, that's us. Please do come up, say hi, and uh, and we'd love to get a few words from you. Uh, until then, uh, please go to www.roaringelephant.org where you can find out more information about the podcast. Uh, send us your questions, and also you know take a look at us on iTunes if you use iTunes. Give us a, a five star review if you think we deserve it. If not, that's uh, okay as well. But in that case, you know let us know what you'd like to see more of, or even what you'd like to see less of. Contact us via the feedback form on our website or even drop us an email to podcast at roaringelephant.org with any of your thoughts, comments, criticisms and other fabulous feedback. My name is Dave. And my name is John. And we look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Take care. Until then. Bye-bye.